Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. What's this? A little extra episode of Happy Place. Why not? It's to celebrate the launch of Happy Place, the album, which I'm so excited about. I've invited some remarkable and brilliant musicians that worked on the record to talk about their happy places and explore the stories behind writing each gorgeous track. And today I'd like to introduce to you the wonderful Billy Martin. Let's go. Billy, thank you so much for chatting today. And most of all, thank you so much for delivering the most sensational song ever in the form of Orange Tree, which, oh my God. I mean, I've, I must have DM'd you on Instagram about 50 times saying, <laughs> I really mean it. I can't stop playing this song. I cry every time I hear it. It's so beautiful. Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a great thing. I love crying to songs. It's just... It's lyrically so beautiful and the melody is stunning. Let's have a quick listen to some of it now. I'm so bored of being sick But it helps me breathe And I'm alone like a tree Doctors run, come help me quick I don't know what it is it tends to be a, a running thread in my songs. I don't really stray to a lot of different subjects and mental health is kind of like my main um, go-to because it's always there, we always have it. This one was written a couple of years ago actually. I kept coming up north to my parents maybe like every two weeks because I just wasn't settled in London and I wasn't, I didn't know what I was doing. There was a lot of um, picking up random jobs and like trying to write and finding no inspiration. I just kept getting really ill, like physically ill. So coming up north was kind of like a really good form of therapy and songs tended to just fall out and there's no pretense up there. There's no one listening to you. There's no deadlines and there's kind of no musical culture or industry or anything up there. It's literally just me and my parents. So it's quite a nice, natural way of kind of getting back into writing, I guess. And then Orange Tree just sort of fell out. I think I was just a bit fed up and, like, miserable of being miserable. And it's not supposed to be such a dire song. It's, it's, it's meant to be kind of quite tongue-in-cheek and, like, the last few lines aren't serious at all, but it's, like, just... You're feeling something and it's very important, but, you know, carry on. If in ten days I'm not dead, I will get on out and you 
I'm from Yorkshire, so obviously the Dales are, are pretty sufficient for me. They do good stuff to me. <laughs> like, I've just been up this weekend, first time since I came down from lockdown, so maybe, like, late May. We were just walking around and, and we were kind of like, I kind of just want to open my mouth and, like, taste the air, like, drink the air. Because there's so much good stuff in it and you just don't get that elsewhere. But saying that, I have actually made good friends with London in the past year, I think... That's also um, a sort of like active habit you need to get into when you're not from here. And it did take me a good three years to sort of get used to everything, the pace of everything and the fact that no um, natural space is yours. Yeah. Like where I'm from, you just walk out the back door and you maybe see like one other dog walker and the rest of the rest of it is just kind of your playground. It's such an inherent thing. And yeah. also like through music as well, a lot of the stuff I was listening to drew inspiration from the same things. And my mum has a really strong connection to it and we'd always be off going camping and she um, writes poetry and that's always kind of like the bucolic pastoral setting mixed with some quite serious emotion. I think that's a really good bowl to play with. So that was kind of like the musical bed. I think I was just always drawn to that. And the first album was... Li I didn't have a lot going on when I was 15, so a lot of it is um, about nature. I know, well, because I, I mean, I've been a fan of yours for a long time and I've played you on the radio and you've yeah. played at uh, <laughs> Festifil, which is our Copperfield <laughs> yearly music festival that we can't do it this year, which is just so annoying. Um, how do you think your your songwriting has changed since the age of 15 and or before, if you were, I'm sure, writing before that? And, and have your influences changed in that way? I think the core groups will always be there in the the John Martins, Nick Drake's, Joni's, Kate Bush sort of musical bed. But I think my writing was a lot more observational and always from a distance. I would always distance my voice because it was just sort of like years of speculation because I didn't really have a lot of experience to to live on. So it's kind of like a running commentary on on, you know, other people's lives and and kind of like um, sentimental aspects of ideas I thought I had or other people had. Now I guess, um, I mean, I'm still such a baby, but I, I guess things are a lot more direct and um, personal and kind of less floaty. You know, I just, you just got to say it now. You just got to say it. Me and my husband have been talking about it, but I'm desperate to live by the sea one day. I want to be in the sea. I want to go in it every day and just yeah. be in that like wildness. And I'm so far from the sea where I am, but I'm really craving that at the moment. And I think because of this weird year and what we've all been experiencing, I think a lot of people are looking for something different now because all the other stuff we know doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And we've got to look back to basics. We can't be creatures of habit here. No. There's no habit. Like none of this is, has been done before. I know. I don't, how, how have you found 2020? I mean, I'm sure frustrating on a personal level because you can't perform live. You know, how, how have you navigated it? Um, I think it's been the best year of my life. <laughs> really? <laughs> Excellent. I've actually had the best time. <laughs> Tell me, what's been going on? There wasn't much going on for me before March. 
and was kind of like in a writing rut and was supposed to record the album and then every, and then the world said no and at the time I went up to my parents for a weekend because it was my brother's 30th he went down on the Sunday and I stayed on the Monday and that was that was the end of the world day wow um so I was like okay I'll stay here then I have two pairs of clothes that's fine lived in my dad's jumpers for five months <laughs> and then you know spent half the year living with my rents which is actually really lovely and um you know we got all the neighbors together and spent because it was so hot and um and so kind of like tirelessly repetitive um I think everybody just sort of got a bit hysterical and and it sort of just turned into like this weird um dystopian farce and it was like every single thing we said was funny <laughs> like just anything yeah. I did lots of lying in the street you know chatting to the builders making friends with the neighbours doing street quizzes playing badminton oh yes we got like a little tournament in the back alley like a little um post-war you know washing line situation I love that I actually had to convince my therapist that everything was going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that the the roles were reversed somewhat because you found joy yeah. in, in the simple things, which is what it's all about. I was not coping well with constantly referencing myself against other people. And I feel like last year was, I don't know why for some reason, it was just pretty heavy on that. And it was kind of like everything was just building up to this huge kind of release. And it just felt, this might sound like very woo-woo and la-la, but it just felt like there was a, it just needed to happen. Like the world just needed to be on pause so we could kind of check in and then carry on at a normal pace. Mm. And that's just not what we were doing. And like, it's okay to wake up and not have a plan. It's okay to to tell someone that you're actually free. But there's this, there's this funny thing where you, where everybody goes now, you go, how are you? Oh, I'm so busy. I'm absolutely like rushed off my feet. I, I've got like six Zoom meetings and blah, blah, blah. And it's become this new way of like... Yeah, mega. Boasting about how important we think we are or something. It's really weird. I don't, and it's only a new thing. I think, I know. shouldn't we be boasting about, you know what, I've got nothing to do today and I'm really excited about it and I'm just going to enjoy my life. But it's become this weird habit that, you know, a lot of people find themselves in. It's really peculiar. Well, I live in kind of like permanent semi-retirement and that suits me fine. Today, I'm, I'm just going to, sit and read I've got into embroidery oh you know it's all very old yeah I love that and that is what suits me but sometimes like we we managed to um do some recording for three weeks a couple of weeks ago and it was all still locked down so it was just me and my producer and it got to like half three every day I was just falling asleep <laughs> I just couldn't do like a day's work like a proper adult and then you think, you know, how do people do this all the time? Mm. How were we doing this before? I've no idea. You're talking to someone that goes to bed at half nine every night. So do not fear. But it's the best. It is the best. It's the best. I can't stay up past half. Someone asked me to go out the other night and it was something that would finish at 10. And I was like, I can't. No I don't think I could do it. I genuinely <laughs> don't think I'd be able to stay awake. <laughs> it's so yeah, tragic. but do you get up at like half six? Yes. 
You've got lots of small. I do, but I just wake up early. I've turned into my dad. I I used to think all my childhood, why does he wake up so early? He's so weird. And now I am Mick Cotton, so that's good. Billy, what a joy it is to talk to you. You are simply amazing. And I just really can't wait to hear what you do next in your career. I'm such a fan and I love Orange Tree. Thank you for letting us put that on the Happy Place album. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Flower. Oh, thanks, Billy. Oh, Billy, I love you. You can hear the full track right now as part of the Happy Place album on Apple Music, Spotify, and on a limited edition vinyl, which I've got a little press tester copy of, and it's gorgeous. The full album features Emily Sunday, Sam Fender, Ludovico Rinaldi, my absolute favourite, the gorgeous Amala, and many more. What are you waiting for? It's so gorgeous. It will relax you and just take you to another place altogether. Go listen. And look, I'll see you back here next week for more Happy Place, so I'll see you then.